On New Year's Eve 2009, we decided to come up with goals, not resolutions, for the year ahead. We wanted to take control of our lives instead of sitting back and letting life happen to us or pass us by. Every year since, we've created a bucket list that encouraged each other and worked toward achieving our goals throughout the year. In 2012, we started to document our journey in our blog, The Great Goal Rush. I'm Chris. And I'm Lissa. And this is The Great Goal Rush Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of The Great Goal Rush Podcast. I am one of your hosts. My name is Chris, and sitting next to me is... I am your she-king, Lissa Walker-White. That is Lissa right next to me. Welcome, everybody, to another edition. And at this point, we should really start looking at the count mm. um, and where we are. I so think we can we're start still in the 20s. Celebration at some point. No one really cares about how many. We care. That's all I don't care. Okay. We care. Welcome to another edition of Chris and Lissa's Great Gold Rush Podcast. Or we are here to try to entertain you, but more importantly, entertain us. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> we join you on a very ominous evening. It is. We have... Tornado warning. Watch. Oh, there is a tornado watch in our area uh, for the next five, eight hours, actually. Okay. Can we... we let's talk about the, what we discussed about an hour ago. This when is you so said, easy Watch to versus decipher. warning. I always have an issue with this because when I hear watch, I think there's a watch. Look at that tornado. Watch it come and kill you. Warning is there might be a tornado. No. Like the correct way and what, you know, normal humans understand is if it's a tornado watch, they're saying... We're watching Watch out, out for you. Right We're looking. We are watching out to see if there is one. If there is a tornado warning, 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 that means hit the fucking brakes and take cover. I don't say it that way. Think about a warning sign. A warning. They're yeah. warning you They're to warning take you cover. They're warning you that something might happen. No. A They're watch. watching. They're watching out for you. And then there's a warning. Because when they... A watch is now i've confused myself see uh-huh because like i have a, an area on my tooth that's like they're watching it because yeah. of the cavity that's right see now you're normal the, no it is there is a, there's a cavity they're watch. they're watching out for something like a potential no it's hazard. A, there's a cavity well then that's the warning there's a cavity <laughs> oh they said we're watching that area no why would they watch it they want to see it grow. No, I don't know. No, no, no. You talked yourself see- into <laughs> the good. Congrats. But there's no tooth warning. You don't, you don't go, you have an infected tooth. It's a tooth warning. There's no tooth watch. This <laughs> is stupid. Anyway, uh, we have finished talking about that. More importantly, besides the tornado watch. Warning. Besides the tornado watch, it is... Game of Thrones night. This is so. This is a year and a half in the making. Mm. Oh, copyright. Uh, maybe we can't hum that. Uh, I'm excited. Super excited. I think there's only six episodes, and then arguably one of the greatest shows of all time will be done. Never more. Hold on. What? Arguably. No. There are only six episodes in this season? Yeah. That's bullshit. Well, you got to understand that. 90210 had like 45 episodes a season. Usually each, well, that was, they diluted the product. But usually you have 
um, you know, like a regular season that has, let's just say, 12 episodes. And I think they split this one in half. Of course they I did. I think. But each episode is like an hour and 20 some odd minutes. So it's it's not 21 minutes of, you know, BS comedy. You're satisfied. Of course you are. But I mean, because the show's so good, when it's over, you're not satisfied like, oh, it's like you want more, which is the sign of a good show. I don't watch the show. Yep. And I've never gotten into it. I've I get seen it. pieces of it. I like um mm-hmm. The White Walkers. I like the White Walkers who are my brethren. Of course. As Walker White. Mm-hmm. I am a White Walker. I like the um uh who's the little guy? Little person. Yeah, I know. What's his name? Whatever he is, I like him. Mm-hmm. I'm I, as much as I love the show, I'm awful with the names because I don't care about the names. Um, that's Tyrion. All. I like the dragons, mm-hmm. and I like this necklace that she wore one season where it was a dragon around her neck, and they mm-hmm. weren't connected. I wanted that necklace, and I looked for it. I don't know anything else about the show, but that's all yeah. I know. I, it's funny because I don't like sci-fi shows. I get Star Wars, Star Trek to me, or some. Well, of those them. are like space. Hold on, Star Wars, Star Trek, 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 whatever, um, are some of the dumbest things I've ever seen. But anything, like if you told me you're really going to like a show that has to do with dragons, I immediately think of Dungeons and Dragons or something stupid like that, and I don't like it. But this show, because HBO does it, and HBO really doesn't put out bad stuff, it's really well done, CGI is great, the stories are really good, Uh, they still have one of the best episodes of TV I have ever seen, slash tragic episodes I've ever seen. Hashtag Red Wedding. Uh, so, yeah, it's good. And unfortunately, this is the this is the end. So, are you, did you like it better when Jason Momoa was in it? Uh, no. Mm. Moving on. <laughs> no, it's, it, what, you know, it's weird. I'm getting kind of tongue-tied here because I'm thinking about, I'm trying to appreciate the show for the moment, but I'm already angry with knowing people will be bitter and upset about the ending of the show. No matter what happens, someone's going to complain. And I just wish people would sit back and just enjoy it. No matter what happens, you know, you didn't write the show. You fell in love with the show. So just like it. It might not end the way you want it to end, but just appreciate that the show existed no matter the ending. Someone's going to be bitter and they're going to complain. Any, trust me, as a Harry Potter fan, I understand. Yeah, but just get over it. It's like wrestling fans. It's like... But there's no end to wrestling. That's true. That's why wrestling is the greatest thing ever. Or the worst. It's greatest. Uh, Greatest. Okay. How was WrestleMania last week? Oh, we haven't talked since then, have we? No, we haven't. No. I mean, we, you and I have. No, we, we... we just started talking today, <laughs> a week after WrestleMania. We waited a whole week for us. To WrestleMania was time. really good this year. Uh, and it's easy for you know a lot of people to be disappointed with WrestleMania. But being the fact that WrestleMania was seven hours long, there's ways to find out. You know, there's definitely something in there for everybody. So you had... What was in there for me? WWE, the end... Ah, yeah, that's true. You had WWE NXT, which was Friday night, which was really good. Best show of the weekend. Then you have um, WWE Hall of Fame, which was Saturday night. And that's where, of course, they honor all of the 
uh, Hall of Famers and stuff. And then you had WWE WrestleMania, which was, I'm serious, it was a, if you count the pre-show as well, it was seven and a half hours. So for me, that was amazing. But seven and a half hours is a really long time. We could have flown to England. Mm -hmm. Actually, we could have flown to France. I did. Yeah, during that time. It's crazy. But... It was really good. Thank you very much for asking. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. I asked you the day after. Yes, you did. We did talk. I don't remember because I was still tired. Yes, you took off as a matter of fact. I did because I was a Jew sick that day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But luckily, the next day on Tuesday, I was, I felt pretty good. Feeling good. That's good that your immune system really rebounded. Yeah. It does that sometimes. (laughs) Uh, one last thing I will say before we get into some of the topics of today. We are both pretty excited about the week. High five! Why are we excited about the week? Because we both took off. Hold up. I didn't take off. Oh, I took off. You took off. This is spring break for me. And there's a whole week where I don't have to go to work. So I'm really excited about that. Lissa, tell the audience about our plans. Go. We're not doing much. All We're right. having a little staycation of sorts with a few day trips here and there. The highlight for me will be attending a QVC tour. The highlight for you or the highlight for me? I'm just saying from my perspective, the highlight is the QVC tour. There is a QVC, QVC headquarters and studio is outside of Philadelphia and as we are only, what, three hours or so away from Philadelphia, it's mm-hmm. a good good little day trip. We have a tour that we have already purchased. And this is like a, this is a huge thing. I love seeing how the sausage is made, if you will. But only, if you will. But I won't. So and the funny that. story, so I, I don't watch QVC, never watched or bought anything from QVC, but I am familiar with it because my mom likes the Moissanite diamonds and she always tells me about them because she, I mean, not it's always. A word, by the way. I think that's what they're called. But I'll call her on occasion. She's like, I'm watching these, these diamonds look so real. Uh, but you have a story, a history with QVC that I'd like you to share. Well, if there's one thing that I love to do, it's the shop. Mm-hmm. Chris uh, is the number one consumer. Yeah, I love to buy. I love the shop. It doesn't make a difference what for. I just like doing it. And one day when I was in, I want to say sixth grade, maybe even, you know, I want to say sixth grade, I stayed home from school because I was sick. Was it the day after WrestleMania? Yeah, right. No, I was sick. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I was sick. And... My parents never let me stay home. As many of you who listened to this, I'm sure it was like, oh, you have a pulse? You're going into school. Well, I must have been really bad off because they let me stay home. But, you know, my parents had a code to QVC. And I guess one of the ways they thought that would make me feel better is I remember my mom saying something like, here's the code. If you want to buy something really small, you can buy one thing. And, man, I... It just so happened that day it was like NFL like sweaters and like NFL pins and NFL hats and sports stuff and then WWE had like a little segment on there and There's no way. They no, sold I'm, their stuff on QVC. They did every once in a while. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, they used to do it after like a pay-per-view like on a Sunday, but I remember like watching this and I ordered one thing and all at that time all you had to do was call and then give your code. And that was it. They didn't ask, like, is your parents there? Or are your parents there? It was just, 
boy, is your parents there? Right. Boy, you know you better get off this phone. This is the third time you've called. I know you got the code somehow, some way. Hold on. Why did your parents have a QVC code? My what mom. My mom would buy something on there what from time to time. What would she buy? I have no idea. Jewelry? Or? I have jewelry. But I don't know. I really don't know. It's the moist tonight. The yeah, moist exactly. tonight. So I... I mean, I bought two things and three things, and I think I bought like six things. How much of your, how much to, of the total? I was probably was the total over a hundred. Oh, that's not that bad. No, it wasn't terrible. But that was like eighteen twenty-five money. So, <laughs> so if you include inflation, yeah, it's probably like four thousand dollars. Yeah, today. Uh, so I got in trouble for that for sure. And I think they tried to change the code, and they did, and I got the code again, <laughs> no. and I still order stuff. You are such a brat. But. This is typical. No, I'm not a brat. See, that's not a, what a definition We've of what a brat is. We've talked about this before. I hold on. I did something that was wrong, and I got punished for it. What? What, what did they? And I would learned they my take lesson. Away no, your so you know gaming my, system. Stop. You know my parents better than that. My parents wouldn't. Oh, we're gonna blah blah blah. My parents punished me. We will ask your older sibling if. Go ahead. If how you were treated compared to they were as the baby. You can ask both of my siblings and they will both say, oh, well, Chris is, Chris is a, a baby, so he got blah, blah, blah. But that's, they can say whatever they want. Like, first off, that's not true. What did they give you as a gift to move over to England? Let me, let me, hold on. Let me get to that <laughs> in a second. But first, that's not true. Second, if I did something wrong, I got in trouble for oh, it. Oh, I'm sure. For sure. You yeah. my parents better than that. Um, my parents, okay, I, I moved over to England when I was a teenager and it was a culture shock. It was an absolute shell shock taking a kid who was about to go into eighth grade, you know, the peak of a middle school career is eighth grade. And here I am feeling like I'm on top of the world and now I'm getting ripped away from all my friends that I grew up with. I'm going over to a different country and I got to make all new friends and so my parents decided to ease the burden by buying me a Sega Genesis, Sega CD. And so like my parents would tell the story like, oh, the way we got him convinced was that we bought him a Sega CD. My black ass was going to England one way or another. They were just trying to be nice because they knew like it was hurting me big time to move over there. So don't tell that Well, this lie. is the difference between like your parents, their strategy, and my parents because my parents come from like – more catholic guilt background it would have been like yeah you're moving and you're feeling pain right now but the sacrifice will result in a better situation and you have to deal with that sacrifice because that's just what the hand you were given that's what jesus did. not that but I'm just kidding. the idea of like this is good for you because you 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 need to learn what hardship is yeah no the, see that's not future that's not how my parents ruled the house and i'm glad they didn't it was it was really just a little a, a gift to say hey look i know this is going to suck for you for a little bit but we're a family we're doing this together so let's do it so don't tell that story like what did they give you in order to get you to come over i mean you're still spoiled but i'm not spoiled i, I don't know why you keep saying that i am not spoiled you were spoiled no i'm not okay Example of me being spoiled. I think we just named a couple of them. And QVC code. That's not spoiled. They didn't give me the card. The, the the code. I took the code. That was me being a badass little kid. Yeah. That's not spoiled. Yeah, it is. No. Uh, how is that spoiled? We'll talk to oh them tonight gosh. and they'll agree. Listen to what they'll you're agree saying. They'll agree with me. No. My dad will say I was spoiled. My mom will say I wasn't. Mm-hmm. 
And then I will say that my brother was extremely spoiled throughout his teenage and college years. I'd say teenage years. And then the firstborn, of course, we get the short end of the stick. Well, yeah, because you're the first. We're tested on. Your sister is. You're the guinea pigs. We're in solidarity. Well, cry me a river. Get over it. Oh, we were the first ones. Firstborn children are are better better anyway. That's I'm I'm, sta- I'm stating it. Those are facts. Those are true. Well, That's the funny true. thing about that is it's been studied in American medical if, journals. If yeah, if they were so perfect, why did they try again? They didn't try again. Well, they they wanted to have a family, a larger family. <laughs> But they didn't sure. know how perfect we were until, like, later on. You can't just have a child, and then at three, they're like, oh, they're perfect. We don't need any more. You need to try just in case. No. And the first one's not the perf- most perfect. And then No, after- because if they, if they had the first one and it was truly perfect, it's like, man, we are not messing this up. We're staying with this one. This is perfect. Clearly, you weren't. So they said, we got to try again. And for my family, they had the first one. They were like, nah, let's try again. Mm-hmm. They had the second one. They were like, nah, 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 let's try again. And then they had me and they were like, success. Actually, they were like, this isn't a girl. No, they said and success. And they were like, I guess we'll keep it. No. It. Success. We'll give it a QVC code as soon as it's born. Or we'll set the QVC code out by the microwave and he'll find it and then you wish That is such a, okay, I just realized that I kind of did the same thing. Um, I took my parents oh, oh sh- either their checkbook or something and signed up for AOL, an AOL account. What when the I was, hell? That's way worse than mine. I put in like the routing number. And how old were and, you? Um, Wait, we're talking about bank fraud slash <laughs> routing numbers. And I took like a four digit code well, to must, buy something on QVC. What are we talking I about? I must have been in high school. You're way worse than me. Because we got one of those CDs. And wait, you did this in high school. Mm-hmm. I did this in sixth grade. I'm sure you did worse in high school. No, sure I did this more, in sixth grade. You were more you, fraudulent. No. This, your whole, the last 15 minutes of what you've just been talking about has just been blown up. Congratulations. You played yourself. Well, it helped me. <laughs> uh, helped you what? Later in life because I learned how to work computer systems. No. <laughs> you still can't look at our checkbook and find the routing number. I can figure it out. I can What's, Google it. You can't tell the difference between the routing number or the, the account, account number. number. I think I know the difference. Hmm, okay. Let's move on. Yes. All right. Uh, we'll move on to the story that you wanted to talk about, I'm sure. Which uh, one? About an experience that we had on Thursday this past week. I think you should lead that discussion. No? I've, okay. I've, ta- I've talked too much All right. so far. Uh so Chris had uh, a work opportunity a few months ago that put him in the presence of all of the Supreme Court justices. With the exception of one. Thank you. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yep. And he had the opportunity to, I don't know, again, why I'm talking about your experience, because it wasn't my experience. But uh, here, let me narrate Chris's life. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. Please, I just don't want to keep talking over you. I want you to. Uh, so, yes, I had an opportunity to have conversations with all but one of the Supreme Court justices. Each contenders with yeah. the justices. No, not quite. But Share, like, you know, la- hold on, Lady in the this Tramp. This is what I'm talking about. This is why I wanted you <laughs> no, to talk I'm, in that. Make it colorful. Talk. Lady in the Tramp, when the dogs, they have sharing a yes, noodle. Yes, and they go you up and, and they kiss. Yeah, you yeah. and Clarence Thomas yeah. were eating a chicken you tender. You would say Clarence Thomas of all of them. <laughs> 
Exactly. He looks like he would it's enjoy it. It's funny how you go straight to Clarence he Thomas. Looks like he I would wonder enjoy why food you the said most. that. I wonder because why. Because of all of them, you would probably like to kiss him last. Well, no? Why would you? Because that's what, how it ends in Lady and the Tramp. I, it is the most humorous to think mm, about you kissing Clarence Thomas. Okay. <laughs> I was in a position to talk to them um, for uh, a, what seemed to be a really long amount of time, which actually probably was, well, I'd say 25 minutes or so, 25, 30 minutes. And um, it was something that I will never forget. It was a... You want to talk about like our goal rush or talk about goals. It, it was a goal that wasn't even put on a goal rush, but it happened nonetheless. But at the same time, all of the things that you, all of the stars that you have aligned. Sure. Because of the goal rush potentially yeah. led you, it led you here in a weird way. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, of course. And we're staring at the photo of him with the justices, which we cannot share on social media because we have been instructed so Death. I got a picture with, like I said, all of them with the exception of one. And, you know. Chris is standing right next to Sotomayor. And I don't know who the other two are. Justice Kennedy. Okay. I, don't, I still don't know who that one is. We, you know, because it was a private affair, um, they, you know, we, they can't, we can't post this online or anything like that. So we have the picture, of course, at the house. Um, Lissa took one took one of the pictures and she blew it up so we have a larger image of it as well but um no we can't post that online but i wish it could be our, our christmas card yeah it, it is a really cool thing to see little old me who's not important at all to you know be standing next to arguably the most powerful people in our country uh so except for that one I'm just joking. <laughs> so we, you know. But you t had a long conversations with all of them. With all, all of the them. The justices. Yep, with all of them. Clarence Thomas asked you about your workout regime. Yes. Um, this is all This is all a crazy story. If I see you in, in person and you want to talk to me about it, then obviously I'll go into more detail. <laughs> but I'm not just going to get into like what we talked about in some of our conversations. I will just say that the... The conversations that we had, like I've I've been fortunate enough to meet, you know, celebrities or famous people. And you can tell immediately like if a celebrity wants to talk to you or whether they're just giving you lip service. Mm -hmm. And I've been really fortunate to not have like a bad experience with a celebrity. Um, out of everyone that I've ever talked to, you know, speaking to the Supreme Court justice says uh they seem like they really cared about me they seem like they cared about my issues in life you know what i thought was a problem with you know the youth uh, how you know being a teacher what's something that we can focus on more to help the youth uh you know they just they seem to care about me so it was a really cool experience i i get home either that night or the next day and i'm trying to tell Lisa about it and i'm just telling her about the incredible conversations I had with, you know, incredible people. And fast forward to Thursday, another opportunity opened up from that experience to take Lissa and her parents and my parents on a 
a private tour of the Supreme Court. Which was amazing. And now I will let you talk about the tour of the Supreme Court because you were on this one. It, I, it's strange that you and I have never been together to the Supreme Court. We've toured most of the other historic We've been on buildings. the outside, obviously, with yeah. our picture. Well, with protesting for marriage equality. Mm-hmm. and um, But never went into it. So it was a really, it was a great opportunity. Our tour guide, she works um, for Justice Gorsuch's office. And she took us into the chambers. And it was just, the architecture was beautiful. The details were absolutely stunning Mm -hmm. took us into the library and a few other places that i don't think most of the public goes to but because she's um you know she works for the justice was able to get us in a a number of places and then we are walking through the hallway going through the all of the justice's quarters and she takes us into the room uh justice gorsuch's room and she goes in first and i was right behind her and there was Justice Gorsuch sitting down <laughs> in his cash outfit. He stands up. And by casual outfit, you mean dress pants. Not in robes. Dress pants, dress-up shirt, and a tie. Yeah. I just assume that they're dress always downs. in robes. He's in his pajamas. <laughs> He's got his, you He's know. in a, a footed, footed pajama right. uh, that's, uh, that looks like a robe. And he. so I go in first, and I introduce myself and was like, Look behind me, like, yeah. Everyone coming in. Well, it was funny <laughs> Be because prepared. she was the, Lisa, like us, like she said, she was the second person in, and so I'm waiting for everybody to walk in, and I see Lisa's face, and Lisa looks like, uh, uh-uh, like something really big is going on, and so I knew, obviously, you know, he was in that room at that point, and you know. He's, he, he came out, he stood up, and he, he spoke to... All of us. All of us. You know, we all introduced ourselves to him and had, what, a couple-minute conversation. Yeah, it was and, like five minutes. It yep. was... um He was such a, such a nice guy, so charismatic. Yep. And it just... um You know, we have these... One of the things that you... Your, it sounded like your experience taught you is how collegiate all of the justices are and mm-hmm. they're partisan. And even the, the, I don't know her role, but I, I'm assuming she was some type of aide. She mentioned how, you know, they, they obviously strongly disagree on a lot of issues and yet they make time to like a family, mm-hmm. they make time to sit down and have food, lunch together and, or whatever, dinner together, whatever it is and discuss anything, but the jobs and politics I think are off the table. Right. So it was an, interesting viewpoint and especially considering like you know he is a trump appointee Mm -hmm. and i'm not sure i can think um so negatively about someone like i do trump Mm -hmm. so (laughs) to not like those types of things most people would probably their experiences might be tarnished by them but I obviously realize that he's more than just his association with Trump. I mean, he has this storied career and he, you know, I've, like anyone, there are things that we disagree on, I'm sure. But at the at the end of the day, he was this very nice down to earth guy mm-hmm. and he was so thrilled to, you know, to to see you again and he mentioned how impressed he was with you, which 
for your parents to hear that was really nice. Yeah, that and was great. it's just one it's like if anyone is not from DC, like I'm friends with Republicans. <laughs> I myself I do not identify as a Democrat, but I just want I am obviously You very identify liberal, yourself as a liberal. But right. I in DC you can't navigate this area without putting your partisanship aside. And I have, you know, there have been many moments where the world, the universe has surprised me with someone like who I would have assumed on paper was an unbearable asshole. Oh, yeah. And then met them. And you're like, and oh, okay. I'm like, we really get along well. Yeah. And it's not, it's like Henry Fonda and Jimmy Stewart. Henry Fonda was really liberal and Jimmy Stewart was a conservative. just lost our two listeners. No. My point is that they didn't talk about politics. There's so many other things that you can discuss. And and then uh, and then the other way, on paper, I would assume certain people are like, you we're going to get along so well. Yeah. And then they don't. And then it's like, oh my gosh, not at all. Yep. <laughs> so you just, it's impossible. I think that people always come up with this, like, we're more divided than ever, which I have a problem with when people say that. And I understand where some people are coming from. But in my personal life, and I realize it's just anecdotal, I am friends with the whole spectrum. Mm -hmm. I know people from the whole spectrum. And I can get along with everyone in the entire spectrum. I draw the line at racism, homophobia, and Islamophobia, and intolerance of, in that way, race, you know, racist ideology. Right. But... That's a that's an extreme that I hope and maybe I'm I'm ignorant, but I hope is a mi- minority that extreme. And I personally don't interact with those people on a daily basis. So it's just like it's just a good it's an example of like we there is more to us that is similar. We have more similarities than we have differences, in my opinion. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, this is a whole different conversation. I don't want to go down this road. I do agree with that. I just believe that the things that we have that are different carry more weight. So I think, unfortunately, I because we can have a hundred things that we have in common, but because of that one thing, like let's say, for example, that one thing is that you're a racist. I can't well, associate myself that, with you. There, that I'm, I'm saying there is a huge difference between people who I, I get what you're saying, and I, I totally understand that. But that's a, that's, that's not the what I'm talking about. Like that's what I'm saying where I draw the line. Yeah, yeah, like, I get it. I, I know what you're saying. I don't associate yeah, yeah. myself with people like when I hear certain things that are said that are like. I know everything I need to know about you with that one derogatory thing you said toward. Mm-hmm gay people or whatever it is like i don't fuck with that shit but for the most part even if you like no matter where you will what you align where you align yourself with what you align yourself with like there are commonalities and maybe because i volunteer at the hospital like that and i i don't know if i mentioned this in the in a podcast before this but at the hospital every single walk of life comes in through the hospital and it doesn't make a difference if you're a Republican, if you're a Democrat, if you're a transgendered person, if you are, you know, identify as a cis male, white, whatever. Um, we all experience the same joys and pains mm-hmm. and life and death and family issues and, and successes and all of these life experiences that those identifying as a Republican or, or a Democrat does not make a bit of fucking difference. Sure. Like, when you are interacting with people every single day. Yep. 
So I think that um, I don't. That went into like a strange tangent, but <laughs> I feel like it's important because, based on your experience, that you just think that there's this, you know. I didn't. Well, sides. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't go in thinking that you know, meeting them. I really did not go in there thinking. Well, he's a conservative, so I'm not going to be able to get along with them right. because, like you said, I get along with plenty of conservatives. Um, so that's not. I never once thought about that. I will say, you know, knowing that, you know, some people are conservative, it is interesting, like you said, that how well you get along with them, being that you are really different in some core values. But going back to the to our meeting with the justice, I mean, he just, I don't care if you want to say Republican, Democrat, liberal, conservative, he was a very nice man he was just he just was so full of i mean his smile he yeah. like beamed he was, and i also didn't realize like how jovial he was like and you don't really get that per well, you don't get that personality because right? you don't get that from any of them because they don't really come out and they don't they don't talk like yeah, that yeah and they're they're not on social media so you don't get like that behind the scenes like it's you're expecting them to be like you know just, old and stuffy i just assume and, like yeah robots like yeah. very very they're well educated mm-hmm. they're they're above us on so many levels of education and i just assume that they would never be able to relate to the common <laughs> the common man sure. right. the common person <laughs> the common folk us common folk yeah and yet i made him laugh yep so yep little old stupid me maybe because we are such like peons to yes. him he's, he's like, like ha, 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 ha. Ha, you little peon you you peasant you are f- <laughs> you make me laugh uh, but he Keep has talking. really nice teeth. Okay, I didn't really. And, oh, I should say he's in Scalia's former quarters, and mm-hmm. apparently he has two fireplaces, and they weren't on. But I was sweating I've, so profusely under my adorable dress. First, oh my god! First off, you know I sweat at anything, and yes, I was sweating, but I wasn't sweating that much. I think it was also you were in the moment. And it was a big deal meeting someone like that. So you started to sweat. definitely a nervous sweat. He made me feel very comfortable. But still, it was like once everyone started, it came into the room. I was like, oh, my gosh. In between my thighs, like, it it. it was really sweaty. Why? I just need, I I need to get that off my chest. Hey, everybody. Lissa was really sweaty in between her thighs. (laughs) I mean, you said it like three times now. And I said it one time for you. I did not say it three times you alluded to it no i did not all right uh it was quite an experience yeah it was for me i will and you know i will say this little side note you know i i got to meet him before and sometimes when you experience something and you know this anybody who's listening to this understands this when you do something and it's without a significant other or a friend it's hard to go back and tell your significant other about an experience and like make it as impactful to them as it was to you. And that was my challenge with meeting them. So when we got a chance to go together and, you know, it was a, it, it meant a lot to me, not just to talk to him again, but my parents are there and your parents are there and you're there. And, you know, he said some, like you said, he said some kind words about me, which was really cool and I told you I got choked up because 
you know, it was just a moment where it's like my parents are there, mm-hmm. and he's he's saying something really nice a about Supreme me. Supreme Court justice is saying these things in front of your parents. Right. Like, what right. better recommendation or testimony? Seriously, exactly. Like? <laughs> and he remembered me. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like a oh oh yeah, I remember who you. Sure. Like he knew exactly who I was. You know, he went into like details of that evening, so it wasn't like someone fed him. Okay, remember this guy? No, it wasn't that at all. He he definitely remembered so that was an experience of a lifetime for me once a lifetime experience or none in a lifetime experience sure because that seems like a really rare opportunity right i mean even like when once we left his office like we were all like little school kids like going <laughs> out and everyone's like whispering like oh my god for me personally i think it's because i realize that i am such trash that to and to have the thoughts in my head and to have like to be able to even be near someone of that stature is like it should be illegal probably i don't know if it should be illegal but i, I it probably should be i think it's again it's a moment like though that's a moment that's a moment you know no matter how long you live you're going to remember that moment vividly mhm you know, what you were wearing, how you were feeling, your thighs were sweating. Like, you're going to remember that stuff. You're going to remember. Oh, I will. My parents were there. Your parents were there. Um, the unique and special opportunity that we had. Uh, it was really, really great. Yeah. And then we walked through the rest of the justices' quarters and went to, I was trying to will will our energy to see Ruth Bader Ginsburg, but uh, it didn't turn out that way. But I think we still, you know, we saw justice, so that's still I think so we're good. We, the hallways outside of Justice Ginsburg's office were, um, had a bunch of opera posters and just like sentimental things that I'm sure she's collected over the years. And then her uh, wing is kind of near Sotomayor. So the same thing with all of the New York, uh, New York memorabilia. And then she, there is that one photo of the Supreme court columns, like in front of Yankee Stadium. Stadium. Yeah. She, like, had the Supreme Court columns, like, transposed with Yankee Stadium, and at the top it said Yankee Stadium. It was just like, yo, you are a Yankee fan. Respect. (laughs) I respect that. She she took New York and brought it into D.C. and kept it with her. That's fantastic. It's really funny. It's funny. It's obviously they have personalities, but they just, they have more personality than you would ever ever think of because they're such stoic his historic impactful figures you don't really think of them like it's like when i went to catholic school you never thought your nuns like had a life outside of sure like they have obviously have very rich lives outside of their work and um and it's cool to bear witness to it yep in some small way so that's our little story about the time we went to washington and Mr. Smith goes to Washington. Yeah, yeah, I was being stupid. And met a Supreme Court justice. Yes. Visit www.greatgoldrush.com for our bucket list archive. And if you want to follow us on social, you can find us on Facebook at Great Goal Rush. Thanks for listening.